What's up, party people? On this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast, we're going to talk about the four o'clock games, the Sunday night games, and the Monday night football games. More crazy trade talk going around in my world of fantasy football. Also, finally, we're going to get into some more of the fantasy basketball talk and a little bit about the NBA. All that and much more on this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. All right, brain. You don't like me and I don't like you. Well, let's just do this and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. Podcast. This place is an untapped resource. I love it! With your host, Flex the Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Alex Marchetti. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. For the everyday fantasy sports player. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours. Help! Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. What's up, Party People? Welcome, 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 welcome in to another fantastic, entertaining, exciting, informative, and somewhat... I guess corny episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man, Fifty Grand Flex Hitless. Here, are my co-host, live and direct, with much respect, not the corny one, Alex Marchetti. No, 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 yeah, you're definitely not. You're definitely not the corny one. What's up, BFAs? I'm definitely the corny one. Yes, you are the corny I, one. I, I have that title. I don't want. I don't want you to take it from me. Um, I will have to kill you. I don't like competition. You don't have to get all violent on me now. I will. I have. I. I, I like having. Gotta kill me. I. I like being corny sometimes. What kind of friend, I li- are you? Do you like dad jokes? Um, yeah, I guess I do like dad jokes. I love my dad jokes. Go ahead. You know, I made um, I made a, a pencil with two erasers. Yeah, it was pointless. It was pointless. Okay. What do you call a person with no body and no nose? Uh, I, I have no idea. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> I love these stupid dad jokes. My favorite one, of course, of all time is. Why did the little, the little cookie go to the hospital? Because the cookie crumbled? It was feeling crummy. Oh, uh, yeah, there you go. I was close. <laughs> I love this stupid stuff. All right, we just lost like a bunch of uh, subscribers. Okay, so, uh, Doggy, another big crazy trade talk for me. Another one? Wow, you're just, in, you're on a roll right now. Let me hear it. Let's go. So I traded away, but, but this was a little more... I think a little more fair. Like the DeAndre Hopkins ones, let's remind everybody about the DeAndre Hopkins one. So I gave away AJ Green, DJ Chark, and Mark Andrews for DeAndre Hopkins. Now the guy desperately needed a tight end. Currently, fantasy-wise, DJ Chark is outperforming DeAndre Hopkins, and he has AJ Green in case of anything. So it wasn't like the worst thing in the world. This one was a probably a little more closer. Like I, I still think I won that trade because I would like the upside of DeAndre Hopkins, right? Um, But even though Shark is showing, you know, crazy upside this whole year. But um, this trade was a little more closer. So I gave away Aaron Jones, Tyler Lockett, and John Brown. Tyler Lockett, a top 10 wide receiver currently. Aaron Jones, currently the number four wide receiver overall. And John Brown, a top 20 wide receiver. So a wide receiver one, a running back one, and a wide receiver two I gave away. It's a lot. For who? Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas, and then some backups. Uh, Benny Snell, which is a little bit of a backup to James Conner, who I have on my team, and Adrian Peterson, who actually did pretty good last night. So I'm actually going to keep him. Just you know, you never know, just in case anything. So right. Michael Thomas, Benny Snell, Adrian Peterson for Aaron Jones, DJ Chark, and no, no, sorry, Aaron Jones, Tyler Lockett, and John Brown. That's uh, that's a convincing trade. Someone that has Michael Thomas, the number one wide receiver right now, uh, for them to let them go, giving them back, yeah, get, get him back. A RB one currently, a wide receiver one and a wide receiver two. It's not so bad. It's yeah, no, he he. he I think it was a pretty fair trade overall. Yeah, I maybe maybe I win slightly by name. By name, I definitely win by name. But 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 still, like he has a top ten wide receiver. There, He's, it's still going to be a wide receiver and a running back. It's going to end up in the top 15. I'm not sure with uh, John Brown. John Brown. Yeah, if I won that trade or not. With John Brown, I'm not sure if he's going to keep it up. 
But I do believe Tyler Lockett is. Tyler Lockett's going to keep it up. I He's believe. He's going to keep it up. He might end up maybe at the curtail end of the wide receiver one, like wide receiver 11. Wide receiver 12. Well, he's currently 10. Yeah, so he might end up right there or just on the cusp of wide receiver one, like a wide receiver 13, wide receiver 14. So that's where he's generally going to end up. So, yeah, uh, that's good. And John Brown is going to give you wide receiver one number some days, some weeks, and, you know, wide receiver three some other days. Right. So, yeah, and then you got a running back. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It it seems like it's enough. And convincing enough for someone who has a Michael Tom, who has Michael Thomas to let them go because they see this. Yeah, yeah. No, they, it, it added. Uh, you know, their the team is now a little bit more, much more deep. They they definitely have more depth in their team. Uh, the fact is also is that we both. Yeah, he's a little bit. You know, my record with this team was doing bad. I was ten and two and five. And last week, and it's not just like I put in my best players and I lost. Last week, I I mentioned that like I did bad. I left Marvin Jones on the bench. I left Latavius Murray on the bench. I left. You know, I left more points on my bench than I had in my starters. So that was all me messing up. But he he could have used the help a little bit. I mean, um, his other wide receivers, his best other wide receivers for the moment were Larry Fitzgerald and Alshon Jeffries. And okay. he had Mark Ingram on a bye, and he's like three and four. So he wanted to win. So he's like, I need another running back, you know, and he has to win this match for in order to jump ahead of his opponent. And he had Marlon Mack and... Uh, his other running back was going to be Adrian Peterson and Benny Snell. Those are the two other running backs he was going to play. And Marlon Mack was the only one he had. So he needed another running back because Mark Ingram was on a bye. So I was like, all right, I'll give you running back one. I give him the title. You know, now he has Tyler Lockett. So now his currently his wide receivers are Larry Fitzgerald, John Brown, Alshon Jeffries, Tyler Lockett. It's not bad. It's not bad. Not bad. And right now his two running backs going in this week are Marlon Mack and Aaron Jones. Yeah, that's good. So it's not bad. You know, Deshaun Watson is his quarterback, so. It's 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 not bad. He he spreads the points out into positions a little more evenly through what he needs. You know what I mean? So it helps him and it helps me. And uh, but now I have a dangerous trio, dangerous trio, which I hope I hope holds up with Tyler Lockett, DeAndre Hopkins. Tyler, sorry, sorry, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Excuse me. Thank you. I have Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, and Michael Thomas as my three wide receivers. What's interesting is that you did the opposite of what a a team that's struggling, that's in the bottom third of you know it's the standings. Usually they 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 break up their biggest player and then get deeper in other positions. But you, what you did is you gave up, you know, my depth, mo- multiple multiple players for uh uh you know obviously a wide receiver one. Right, player. I know what you mean. Yeah, but I had that depth. Yeah. I had that depth. Look at look at all these players I traded away that I had. Tyler Lockett. I mean, look at my still running backs. My running backs are still currently on my team are still uh, James Conner, Josh Jacobs, Ty Johnson, Devin Singletary, Latavius Murray. Yeah, that's good. That's that's with with James Conner and Josh Jacobs probably still be top twenty, top fifteen running backs. So they're right there. That that that's that's too good. Once Ty Johnson, a lot of question marks there, but at least I got a starting running back. Latavius Murray's shown that he could take over with. Alvin Kamara's injuries and Devin Singletary could take over and be a lead back. So I still got some depth and some depth in running back. And then my other wide receivers, besides my my trio that I have with Tyreek Hill, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and Michael Thomas, I have Marvin Jones and Michael Gallup. That's not bad. And I have Adrian Peterson as another running back, too. I said, not bad, not bad. So I still have some decent depth. I was I was way too deep in this league, and I had to make some moves. But let me ask you a question: Would you play Ty Johnson or Marvin Jones at the flex against the Giants? Uh, that's going to be pretty difficult. You could go with either or. I think it, I I'll tend to usually go with the running back, although this is an unknown running back. This is going to be his first start, but at least I know. There might be a, a possibility where this running back gets seventy five percent of the shares, and I, whoever gets the most touches, that's the one I'm gonna tend to go with. Mar- Marvin Jones could also have another great game. Like it, a lot of people probably pivoting to Kenny Galladay this week because obviously Kenny Galladay had the bad week last week. Marvin Jones had a you know monster game, fantastic. And you know, in, in dailies, they, they're probably thinking, "Oh, you know what? This I'm I'm a I'm a bet on Kenny Galladay because he's gonna bounce back. This is the bounce back game against the Giants, of course. Mm-hmm. But it could easily be Marvin Jones because the secondary for the Giants is not that great. It's not I, that good at all. 
But you also saw what the Giants have allowed to Chase Edmonds, although I think Chase Edmonds is a much better running back than Ty Johnson. Because we know more about him. We know more about him. So it's just more of the unknown. Are you, are you, are you willing to go with the unknown versus you know the you know with the wide receiver two that's pop you know you can see you know his 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 upside. By the way, I did not play. I did not take your advice and play Terry McLaurin last night. You did not. I did not. And he ended up having seven points. Seven point nine points. Excuse me. So it it was either him or who? Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks against the Bengals. All right. Let's see how that goes. Let's see how that works out. Let's see how that works out. He's gonna get six point nine points. <laughs> One less. Um. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you with the, with that. If that was the thing, you know, you go with the guy who's probably going to get the bulk of the carries, or you're going to go with the guy who's been, you know, more known. I'm more than likely going to play Marvin Jones. More than likely, just because I know that you know they do get burned both on the ground and on through the air. But you know, Kenny Galladay may see more of you know Janoris Jenkins. So Janoris Jenkins is not the Janoris Jenkins role, but he's still <laughs> he, he's shown some but flashes of his old self, but not consistently like he used to be. So. At least with Marvin Jones, you know his ceiling. Yeah. Right? And that's a good ceiling. Yeah, it's crazy. If you get another ceiling like I that. I still might trade him, though. You could trade him. I still might trade him for, like, Drew Brees. For a quarterback. Very interesting. I might trade him. I was thinking for Drew Brees and Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett? Because right now my, my tight end was Irv Smith, so I might trade him. Irv Smith gave you, what, five points? Yeah, me five points, which is fine. Did you watch the game? No, I was watching Chernobyl, I told you. Chernobyl. Anyways, um, let's go and talk about some news, get into the football, and then we get into some basketball. So let's go into some news going around. O.J. Howard did not appear to be a participant in today's Buccaneers practice. He missed yesterday as well with a hamstring injury. It's not like O.J. Howard is probably going in your lineup anyways, but still. He was going to be in my lineup. Wow. Sorry. I'm about to drop him. Yeah. I'm I'm at, I'm at that point where like I don't want to burn a roster spot for another tight end, and him being injured, I'm trying to trade him away right now. I'm trying to see if I could package and just put you know trade him and get like another tight end in return. If not, I'm just gonna end up dropping him. It just at this point, you know, he, if he can't even start for me, I'm not gonna burn and get another tight end who's gonna give me mediocre numbers. In the, in my bench, and next thing you know, I just drop one of these handcuffed running backs, and that running back gets hurt, and there you go. Right, and I, then the hottest waiver pickup is the player that I just recently dropped. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna risk that. So yeah, so you got it all planned out there. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, um, I'm very methodical with with my ways. Matt Ryan is out on the practice field for the first time this week. Practicing today, he's on the practice field. He's on the practice field. All right, so that's uh, good. For Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. And Calvin Ridley is going to have a good game. Yeah, and Austin Hooper. Uh, GM Steve Kime said on, a- on AZ Sports that the status of running back David-, David Johnson for Sunday's game will likely be a game-time decision again. A game-day decision again, we shall Start see. Chase Evans. I'm going to start him right now because I have Devontae Adams out again. It looks like. It uh, looks like. Turf toe. Turf toe is very difficult. It's not easy. He has, he's only been in like warm-ups and stretches, but he hasn't been on the field. It's going to look like he's going to miss his fifth straight What a tease. He had a good game, that Thursday night football game, yeah. and then he got hurt. Yeah, on the like, like towards the end of it, too. I should have traded him. I know, me too. Adam Gay says that uh, wide receiver Jamison Crowder, who popped up on the injury report yesterday, just had an awkward collision at practice. So they kept him out of the end uh, of Thursday's practice. As a, a precautionary measure, he'll be fine for Sunday's game versus the Jaguars. Uh, her not. Will be limited in practice, and I doubt that he's going to play. Uh, yeah, you got to monitor that. If he, I don't think he's going to play. But have you heard the reports that the Jets are shopping Robbie Anderson right now? No, I have that. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. So there are reports, you know, that the Jets are shopping Robbie Anderson, and that is very interesting. If that is true, and he gets traded, Chris Hernan is and Jamison Crowder. Their, their stock is going to go up. Those are players that you should maybe, you know, see if they're available. James Crowder, I doubt he's available. Chris Hernan, most likely he's available on your waiver wire. He might not be playing this week. But if you're looking for the long run, the season end, he might be a good play for, you know, the whole season. 
especially, especially if Robbie Anderson gets traded. Perhaps to the Eagles. Maybe Deshaun Jackson is not fully recovering. Who knows? Look, look, look what happened. We, we, uh, once, uh, Mohamed Sanu got traded for a second round pick, we was like, wait, something must be wrong with Josh Gordon. And obviously, Josh Gordon now is on IR. Mm hmm. So eh, there's a possibility. Who knows? Anyway, continue on. <laughs> uh, Mike Zimmer expects Adam Thielen back for November 3rd's game at Kansas City. Case Keenum's in the cushion pro- protocol. It's not like it helps you at all anyways, but uh, Dwayne Haskins also does not look good at all. Yeah, he was seeing ghosts. I think he was the one that was seeing ghosts. <laughs> he, if you, I watched the game. Once uh, he got the snap off, he looks at his first progression and then he panics. Yeah, he's not reading through his progression. The game is too fast for him right now, so he definitely needs more reps with the practice squad and and, and try to get ready. He, I don't I don't think he's ready yet. Nope. Uh, Keenan Allen was limited with a hamstring injury and did not participate in the Chargers practice yesterday. Uh, yesterday, I, I I'm unfortunately a Keenan Allen owner, and you know obviously his. He has given you, what, four or five weeks of uh, poor performances and has been pretty frustrating. So you was hoping that eventually he will, he will bounce back. And you now with so. this injury hiccup, it's not good. It's nope. not good. Just adds insult to injury. Josh Jacobs was asked if he was conceivable. If it was conceivable, he could play without practicing. He answered it with a smile and a quick, yep. Yeah, that could happen. He said it would have to be broken for him not to play. And again, he's like, what, 22? Yeah. 22, 21, something like that. Yeah, he's really young. Uh, And yeah, that's pretty much most of the important news, I guess. Uh, James Conner is healthy to play. Uh, Jalen Samuels looks like he's healthy to play. So yeah. All right, doggy, let's get right into it. Let's talk about the rest of the week. Why don't you start start us off and talk about the Panthers at the 49ers. The Panthers and the 49ers. This is going to be a very interesting game. I think this is going to be much more of a defensive game than anything else. Panthers have a pretty, pretty good defense. Of course, the Niners do as well. The Niners are, you know, that's the talk of the town. One of the best defense right now besides the New England Patriots. Here, it's very tough to play any, any players on the Panthers side besides, obviously, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I'm a DJ Moore owner, and I, I want to play him, but the Niners' defense is, is, is too good, and I think I'm not going to play him. And, well, you know, Christian McCaffrey's the only guy that you should be playing here in the Panthers' side. And for the Niners, Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida. Uh, it's, it's not as convincing, but, you know, they do like to run the ball a lot. It seems that they're more run-focused offense for the Niners. So I guess you got to give it a shot with either or of the players as a flex, but I don't see much upside over that. And as far as wide receivers, uh, I won't touch any. Dante Pettis is hurt again. Debo Samuel seems like he's projected to play this, this week. And Emmanuel Sanders, this is his first week, so how much do you expect him to do, honestly? His first week with the team. You know, he just barely got maybe a couple of practices. Seven touchdowns. Seven touchdowns. 400 yards. 425. 425, yeah. The only player I'll trust in the Niners' side besides, you know, maybe playing one of the running backs is George Kittle. Tevin Coleman you would still trust. Uh, I'll play him because I know he's getting the goal line touches. So when they're, they're in the red zone, Tevin Coleman is the one that's getting the snaps in the red zone. So he's he's the lead back right now for for the for the 49ers. Uh don't let the numbers skew you. They they're really a 50-50 committee because last week Matt Breida, uh they believed that uh he had, you know, he had a concussion so he had to go through that, came back in the game and then he got his uh eye poked out. So he missed out. <laughs> he did get his eye poked. He got his eye poked out. I know. So <laughs> Obviously, you saw Tevin Coleman having bulk of the shares, and Raheem Mostar has some some rush attempts. But I think it's more of a 50-50. I do lean more on Tevin Coleman as the favorable one because he sees the red zone touches. He's got 16, 18, and 20 attempts in the last three games. 
His percentages keep going up. 34, 55, 66 in the snap percentages that he's playing. It keeps going up and up and up and up. And he gets the passes. I just love how Matt Breida looks. Like he, physically? He look yeah, he's very explosive. He's he's been the fastest ball carrier right now you in, get the in joke. football. Yeah, I know I got it. I just went <laughs> over it. I was not gonna acknowledge your joke. Okay. Mwah. Anyway, ha, so in this ha. game, Panthers they're playing at the Niners. The spread is minus five and a half. The over under is forty one and a half. Give me the Niners and no, you know what? Give me the Panthers. I think they're gonna cover, but the Niners are going to win. And I like the under. The under forty one and a half is pretty low. So I do like the under as well. Uh give me the Panthers as well. Give me the under. Uh, yeah. Give me the under as well. Give me the Panthers winning cover. Just another thing about real quick also about Tevin Coleman, just so you know. Um Tevin Coleman missed two more games than Matt Breida did. And yes. he's only has 13 less rushing attempts than he does. That's it. But remember, Matt Breida was like nicked up in some of the games and they went to a three three running back committee. That's why as good as Matt Breida does, like it's they still don't like overly abusively love him there. Like that, it just seems like Tevin Coleman came out of nowhere and just started like taking over on all cylinders. So like Tevin Coleman's like I think their guy. I won't say much. Like, if you look at Matt Breida's yards per carry, five point six to three point eight. Yeah, he's he's a monster, man. He he, I I, I do like him. Over but you, but you know, it's it's you know what it is. It's kind of like the Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams things. Aaron Jones is obviously the best player of the two, but they still keep deploying him with Jamal Williams. You know what I mean? Like deploying him with that. It just seems like they just it just looks. And I could be wrong, and you could be absolutely right. I'm not saying it's crazy. I'm just saying that. It just it, I just think that. The way Tevin Coleman came out of nowhere and how Matt Breida's been doing good and Tevin Coleman comes back off injury right away, he's like the guy again. You know, it just looks like it that they just want him there more. Um All right, so moving on right now. So the Raiders versus the Texans. Uh we talked about the Raiders, we talked about Josh Jacobs right now, as he is going to still looks like he's going to play. He's still got that questionable tag on him. He will have the questionable tag for the rest of the week. But it looks like that he is still going to play. He is the main guy, the focal point. Of course, you know, him and Darren Waller. Darren Waller, you play you at all times, and uh, they're, they're both going to do good. Um, the Texas defense is pretty tough. It is pretty tough. It's not like the easiest defense out there, you know, that you could just run against. But still, the point is uh, Josh Jacobs it gets a bulk of the carries. They use him a lot. I see him as a steady uh, RB2 for the rest of the way. Um so so yeah, I wouldn't be worried about playing them at all, Josh Jacobs. It looks like my my fantasy crush, my bromance is uh still pretty good. I mean, um they have a they have a, they only have allowed seven seventy point eight rushing yards per game to the backfield. That's it. But, you know, with his usage and he's one of the like the rare people that get about twenty touches per game, he'll still have a pretty good game here, I feel, you know. And, t- and targets. Not so much in the targets games. He doesn't get that much in the targets games, to be honest with you. And that's that's the thing that's like the most. Uh, he's, he's getting what two or three targets a game. About maybe, maybe if that. That's about it. What's right. playing in the background? That's not me. That's me. Uh, I'm playing music. Yeah, you're playing some '80s music over here. What's going uh, on? I opened up a site and it opened up. <laughs> I opened up something about uh, Josh Jacobs. I play music. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so Jodrick, Darren Waller, you play without a doubt, you know, beast stud, absolute stud. Uh, I try to trade for him in another league that's keeper, you know, worthy and I, and you, but you have to draft him after the six round. You can't pick him up away where and he won't be a keeper. So I try to trade him Mark Andrews cause he's keeper worthy, but he, but he, I forgot that he took Darren Waller in the last round. Oh, he drafted him. So he's like, wait, no, Darren Waller is also keeper worthy. Yes. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Too bad. You try I tried trade a, t- a tight end for a tight end. No, I try to trade. Uh, I try to give him also either Devontae Adams or Joe Mixon for T. Y. Hilton or something like that. I try to get T. Y. Hilton and Darren Waller. I think I try to give him Mark Andrews, Rob. Oh, Mark Andrews, Robert Woods, and Joe Mixon. Gotcha. And I try to get Darren Waller and T. Y. Hilton. All right. Yeah. Another monster trade coming. 
I gotta work up something. I gotta okay, you're, you're just willing and dealing over here. I gotta wheel and deal something. I didn't do that good. I don't know how I didn't do that good in real estate. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> anyways, I, I think going all in five last week got you on tilt. And it did, like, yeah, man. You know no, I, got, I gotta make. We're, we're halfway through the fantasy football season for for you said we're halfway through it. I know. This is this so is so sad. You know, we're halfway through the regular season already. I'm about to cry. We have what? We have. Five more weeks in the regular season, basically. That's For, it. In fantasy. In fantasy, yeah. yeah. That's it. The Good playoffs start about 13-14. Good thing we started basketball. Yeah, but still, do you see how quick this is going? Yeah. <sighs> Sad. Time flies when you're having fun, bro. I'm not having fun right now, and it's still going fast. Uh, anyway, so uh, to continue the talks, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, only players in the Raiders that you would play. On the Texas side of the ball, it looks like DeAndre Hopkins is going to, as you mentioned before, with Will Fuller out, get the most benefits out of it. Um, he's going to be the guy that, they're, they're, you know, the, the main guy, go back to it. Will Fuller was out for pretty much all of last year, and look how much he killed DeAndre Hopkins. So it looks like with Will Fuller also out, that the target shares are going to keep going back to DeAndre Hopkins. All the coverage doesn't really bother him, but at least more of the red zone targets. Uh, one thing about the Raiders, they do give up uh, healthy yards, like like down the field. So Will Fuller would have killed in this matchup, but uh, looks like DeAndre Hopkins will be the beneficiary there, and I see him having a really good game here. Yeah, um, yeah I think he's going to have a monster game. I don't him, know about a monster him, game, but he's going to have a good game. Him or Kenny Stills. Him. He's one of them. I think he's going to have the, the good game because, you know, PPR-wise also. Kenny Stills may get a touchdown here and there. You know, he's definitely got some value, uh, but... You know, def- they definitely got some flex considerations. Kenny Stills. It is the Raiders. Uh, yeah. Well, they're not they're not a world's terrible defense, but especially that front seven, they get a little beat more down the field. Um, Carlos Hyde also has some high usage. He's also had some flex consideration. If you're missing uh, Zeke Elliott or Mark Ingram this week because of the bye weeks for the Cowboys and the Ravens, Carlos Hyde is not a bad filler for this game. Uh, especially, it's not a terrible matchup either. So uh, I like Carlos Hyde here. So, uh, yeah, and Duke Donson, I wouldn't play. Uh, I recently just dropped him, and he's still on the waiver wire, so. <laughs> People are not really interested in him. I dropped him uh, for uh, Mason Rudolph because I'm not dropping Lamar Jackson. He's more likely going to be my keeper next year for this Ma- league. Mason Rudolph is a sneaky picker up. Yeah, uh, I guess he, might, he might do good. We'll get to that as we talk about that later on for our Monday night game, which is, sounds so good. It's like such a good matchup, it sounds like, right? Anyway, so, yeah, so uh, give me the Texans here. And they'll cover the spread and give me the over. This is the highest scoring game of the week, it looks like. No, the highest scoring game is the uh, Seahawks-Falcons. But second highest scoring game of the week, they project. So give me the over and give me the Texans winning it. In this game, give me the over. And the Raiders are not going to cover the spread. Texans are going to win. And, I mean, yeah, they're not going to get the points. They're not going to get that. Give me the Texans and the over on this game, please. Mm -hmm. Next game is going to be... very, very interesting game. Browns versus the Patriots. Patriots are favored by ten. A, Patriots are favored by ten and a half points. The over under is forty six and a half. I'm an Odell Beckham owner in my dynasty, and believe it or not, I have him on my bench. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. I'm starting John Brown over him. I believe Julio it. Jones over him, and Kenny Galladay over him. I believe it. I, I I don't see how I could start him in my dynasty league. It's no. as crazy as that sounds, but they did trade away Michael Bennett, the Patriots. Oh, do you think that's going to make a big difference? Huge difference. Bel- Belichick is the one that's running that defense. He knows what a difference Bennett I, is. I didn't, right? I didn't. I didn't mean that at all. <laughs> okay. Okay. But if if I'm benching Odell Beckham. Jarvis Landry is also, you know, a player that you should not be playing as well. Yeah. The only tricky part is that the Browns are coming off a bye. So they have two weeks to prepare. But who is their head coach? Kitchens? Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, so uh, that's not much confidence. It's not giving me no confidence at all. Baker Mayfield. I'm start- You know who I'm starting over Baker Mayfield? Who? Cool. Mason Rudolph, yeah, um, I, I got to start Mason. I, I got to start Mason Rudolph over Baker Mayfield. Pretty much with the Browns, you have seen. Yeah, that's an R matchup because I'm playing you this week. <laughs> oh yeah, all right. So if you have seen, you have seen how what the Browns are. They're Jekyll and Hyde. They probably had only one good game throughout this whole season. I understand that they're coming off a bye. You want to 
believe that that extra bye gave them extra time to prepare, but the Patriots hasn't shown no sign of weakness. I know their schedule was very favorable, who they have faced as quarterbacks, but the Browns have to show and prove before they 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 give me the the confidence of starting them. As far as so, pretty much what I'm getting at, the only player that you start here is just Nick Chubb for the Browns. That's my recommendation. If you're willing to start Odell, you can. I'm not saying that he's going to give you a zero points, but what is really the upside on that game? No, I don't. I don't see much of an upside. You could play him as a maybe a wide receiver three, but I'm not. I'm not playing him because I have better wide receivers with better matchups. As far as the Patriots, you can start everyone: Tom Brady, James White, Sony Michelle. James White is a player that I'm targeting in a lot of leagues. Like he hasn't. I don't want to say he has been underperforming, but he hasn't shown what he's done the season before at the moment he's currently ranked what is he currently ranked right now i can't even see it <laughs> oh yeah he's currently ranked uh 23 running back at ppr mm-hmm. so it's not so it's not that bad you know it's not that bad it's not bad i know last year he was a, a rb1 but that's about it mm-hmm. as far as wide receivers i don't the guy that you play Philip Dorsett is the I player like, you play. I like him this game, Philip Dorsett. Yeah. I like him. Definitely got some. Definitely got a lot of flex consideration with him there. I know Muhammad Sanu's there, but you know, I mean, we saw what Antonio Brown did when he had his first game back, but with the, with the Patriots. But Muhammad Sanu, I think, is gonna, you know, he's not he's not Antonio Brown talent wise. He's good, but no Antonio Brown. Closely monitored Jacoby Myers, see how he right. does. Yep. And if he's not doing so good, maybe Nikhil Harry's is about to come off IR. And that's a first round pick for them. Mm-hmm. So there's a possibility where I know he's a wide receiver, a rookie. Usually they don't they take a while. Yeah, they don't bust out of the scene real quick. So, but in deep, deep leagues, maybe Nikhil Harry will be an interesting play. But Mohamed Sanu, I, I would like to see how they utilize him, and I I think he might be a good a good asset. You know, they paid they paid a big price second round pick. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm interested to see this game, see how both. Both team plays in this game. Other than that, you know, not playing none of the tight ends here. I like the Patriots, unfortunately. Give mm-hmm. me the Patriots in this game. I feel like they're going to cover, and I like the under forty six and a half. Yeah, give me uh, give me the Patriots in this game as well. Uh, I like the over in this game, to be honest with you. But give me the Patriots in this game as well. Uh, one thing I didn't mention, I wanted to go back a little bit. So what I didn't mention about the Texans, who I find is a sneaky play for the Texans. I know Kenny Stills definitely has some of that uh, Will, Will Fuller-esque as far as like the downfield and stretching the field a bit. But Kiki Cutie is definitely a sneaky play here. We know that Deshaun Watson likes the slot receivers. We know he's be seeing Kiki Cutie before when fully healthy, getting like about like 11 targets a game. You know what I mean? So PPR wise, we see them play like that Julian Edelman-esque role for the Texans as getting a lot of targets, short field catches, and maybe a touchdown here and there. So Kiki Cutie could definitely be a sneaky play here. If you're missing somebody that was like, uh, you know, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup was in your lineup, you know, with, and if you're missing some players like that. Um, so definitely Kiki Cutie's a sneaky play. But another sneaky play, this is a game that we talked about yesterday, and I f- we forgot to mention this, I feel, with Josh Hill. We didn't mention Josh Hill yesterday, did we? No, we did not. So Josh Hill, if you're somebody that's missing Mark Andrews this week, right, like myself, or and I, and I thought about this too late because I already put in Mark Ingram and I was like, I mean, um, Irv Smith, sorry, I put in Irv Smith already and I was like, wow, I should have put this guy in probably. It looks like Jared Cook's not going to play this week. Remember what I said for a long time. The Cardinals get killed by the tight ends. On average, a tight end gets about 23 points against the Cardinals. They get killed by the tight ends. It, Jared Cook looks like he's going to miss this game. Josh Hill just last week had three targets for 43 yards and a touchdown. So if Jared Cook is out, Josh Hill is the next guy up to be the main tight end for that team going against a Cardinals defense that gives the most points up to the tight ends. It could be a very not good... Not to Evan Ingram. You know, not to Evan Ingram. No, not to Evan Ingram. You're absolutely right. But it's still, Josh Hill is a sneaky play for this week as well. That's something I forgot to mention. I was looking at this the other day, and I was like, man, I never mentioned this. And, man, I, I would have played Josh Hill over Earth Smith, uh, depending, you know, but I, I pull the trigger on Irv Smith, so, you know, I'm okay with it. I got the five points. But five still. points. 
Josh Hill's still sneaking. Yay. Yay. All right. So Panthers at the fourth. No, we talked about that. All right. Brown Patriots. All right. Packers Chiefs. There we are. Sunday night. There we are. Back on it. Packers against the Chiefs. Uh, Biggest thing for the Chiefs, of course, the biggest question about this game is Matt Moore under center. Even though. Patrick Mahomes has been back on the practice field, and they've been saying Patrick Mahomes was like Patrick Mahomes. They were saying best case scenario, he'd be out for three weeks. He's he's pulling a Saquon Barkley. I think the Chiefs are just trying to play games with the Packers. Kind of, I I don't think he's going to play. Mess up their approach on how to prepare for this week's matchup. He's not going to play Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is not going to. He play. should not play. He should not play. He's not going to he play. He dislocated his kneecap, right? Yeah. They said yeah. at best three weeks. I think at best two weeks. This game and next game. One of his teammates said uh, it, it didn't look like his knee. Like it just like. Yeah, it uh, Travis Kelsey said that. Yeah. He said his knee did not look like a knee. Did not look like any. Any. But he's still back out there like throwing around practicing. Well, so What is it in today's world sports medicine? Like you have Adrian Peterson at his age with an ankle <laughs> sprain. Drugs. And he's played immediately. It's just a lot of Gatorade. Sa- uh, Saquon Barkley, he was he was considered to be out what four to six weeks, and two weeks later, he just missed two games, right? Two or three games he missed. La brujería, brujería, going to heal him, going to speed. And now you got Mahomes who had a knee that didn't look like a knee, and he's back at practice. Well, uh, yeah, he's back at practice. He's not going to play this week, but it looks like uh, Matt Moore. Now, Matt Moore, we we we've seen before with Andy Reid offense, even with like some bad. Uh, quarterbacks that he's had some success, you know, with lesser quarterbacks. So uh, not to say that Matt Moore is like a fantastic backup or anything like that, but the point is that Matt Moore, we have seen him had success with a terrible Dolphins team. You know what I mean? We have seen him even fantasy-wise had success with them. So Matt Moore has been around the league for a while. He's used to the speed. I think it's, you know, and he has just a ton, a ton, a ton of playmakers on that team. Like, you name it. Damian Williams or Sean McCoy, who's been, you know, obviously proving me wrong for the most part. But Damian Williams or Sean McCoy, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, me, Cole Hardman, Brian Pringle, Demarcus Robinson. Like, all these guys are great playmakers. And, of course, a lot of them are great playmakers because of Patrick Mahomes. But at the same time, they're still all very talented uh, players. So Matt Moore could still do damage, I feel, with them. And Tyreek Hill, he doesn't need much to get going. So, yes, of course, you would say Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are both downgraded a bit because of the fact that they're missing Patrick Mahomes. You still don't bench him. You still play him. Like, if we were drafting right now, Doggy, if we were drafting right now, right, right now, would you still take Tyreek Hill as, like, a top five wide receiver? Top five? Right now, I'll consider it. Yes, you, you would consider it. Yeah, like, like, like you would take, I think, uh, which, which other wide receiver would you take? The Michael Thomas, of course, Michael Thomas, right? Would DeAndre you, Hopkins, you would take DeAndre Julio Jones, Julio Jones, those three. Who else would you take? Chris Godwin, Chris Godwin, for sure. Stefan Diggs, uh, well, Diggs is doing is hot right now because Adam Thielen is hurt, but Co- Cooper Cup, no, I'll take Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper. Tyreek Hill. Keenan Allen? <laughs> Tyreek Hill. Tyler Lockett? Tyreek Hill. See, so he's still a top five. Yeah. So even though Pat Mahomes is missing, you still take him in the top five, and you would still take Kelsey as a top three. I would take him in the top three with uh, Austin Hooper and Darren Waller right now. Those are the top three. And I would take I would take Mark Darren. Andrews, too. Yeah, Mark Andrews is up there. But, but uh, Waller, Waller, Kelsey, those are for sure, like, you, you, you they're the first two picks. For yeah, Mark Mark Andrews and Mark and, and, and Ingram are like uh, right right there next to each other with uh, four and five. But I would take right now Darren Waller over Hooper and Hooper over Kelsey at the moment. But still, so these guys are still guys that you would, you know, you still draft with confidence if you were redrafting right now, even though the situation with Pat Mahomes being out. But it's just, of course, they're downgraded a bit, but I would still be okay with them. I would still trust them. Um, also, so for the, you know, the Packers front seven is really good. So this is like a pro and con about the running game when it comes to the Chiefs, right? So the pro and con about it is that the Packers front seven is still really good, but still is the Andy Reid offense, and he might rely a little more on the run than usual. I'm not saying I would deploy Damian Williams with confidence. I see him having a better game. Do you understand? Yeah. So if he's your play for the week, like if you're like, you know, once again, if you're missing Zeke Elliott and you're missing a Mar- uh, Mark Ingram, if he is your running back for the week because of the buys, 
I'd be nervous, but not too nervous. I think they're going to rely a little more heavy on the run. And Damian Williams shows that he's the better pass catch. Well, at least in that offense, he's, he's used more as a pass catcher than LaShawn McCoy. So I see LaShawn McCoy and Damian Williams, both of them have LaShawn McCoy having a t- typical LaShawn McCoy game and Damian Williams having a better game than he has of late. I see him doing better. So, uh, you know, but you're going against a pretty strong front seven. They do get beat through the air a little more. So I do see Tyreek Hill still having a good game and Travis Kelsey still having a good game. Uh, I really wouldn't, I would probably stay away, from, stay away from Sammy Watkins. I'd stay away from Brian Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, Nicole Harmon. I, w- I would play Kelsey Hill with confidence, a little less confidence than usual, but definitely with confidence. And I would feel a little bit better about Williams and McCoy this week. I'm not recommending to play Williams, but he's definitely some at least by week filler consideration. I like McCoy better, but I like McCoy's doing better. I didn't like it at the beginning of the season, but he's proving me wrong, but he's doing better and he's being used more. Uh, also, um, on the other side of the ball with the Packers, it looks like, uh, once again, that, uh, you know, Devontae Adams might miss another game. It's going to be a game time decision. This is a Sunday night game, so it's hard to calculate with these Sunday night games. But Aaron Rodgers, me and Aaron Rodgers, uh, really, honestly, who can you really trust on the Packers besides Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones? Maybe Jamal Williams in some deeper leagues and some and some fillers for uh, Mark Ingram and Ezekiel Elliott. So maybe for some fillers there, but you, I, you, I, I, you cannot trust any other because he's spreading the ball everywhere. So the 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 one to trust, if you had to pick one, it has to be MVS. I wouldn't trust. It'll be a boomer bust, though. I wouldn't trust. It'll be a boomer bust. It could be a boom bust with Geronimo Allison. It could be a boom bust for any of them. He's well, Geronimo the Allison is between the hash marks. He's one that's going to be a he's a possession receiver. At least you know with Valdez Scantlin, he's going to be the one that runs the go route, the post route, and the possibility of look like last week. Last week, how many how many receptions he had last week? But but it, he, could, it, it he changes. He had two receptions with 133 yards, and he had a touchdown, and he gave you 21 points. The only um, this is what I'm saying. This is my point. If you're talking about the Packers and who to play this week, I would only trust trust Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. If Devontae Adams plays, I trust Devontae Adams. And if you need the bye week filler, Jamal Williams. Okay, I get it. The Chiefs defense is not the greatest, so it's a good matchup. If you needed that bye week filler, but on a weekend week out basis, for the moment, you can only trust Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. They're the only two people you could trust. What, what about Jimmy Graham? You cannot trust Jimmy Graham. You cannot trust any of them. Could have a good game. Marquez Valdez Scanling, Geronimo Allison, Jimmy Graham. They could all possibly have a good game, but you cannot trust them. You know what I mean? It yeah, is because the Chiefs allow thirteen point eight points to tight ends. Right, so. it, but you cannot trust any of them. Though this is what I'm saying. Like Jimmy Graham could have a good game at the same time, it could be a total failure. All right, so if you're an O.J. Howard owner that has been stubborn. I'd rather mean, play uh, Hill from uh, the Saints. Wow. Josh Hill. All right. Especially with Jared Cook being out. All right, gotcha. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I get it if you're playing Jimmy Grant. I'm just saying you cannot trust him. All of them have the upside for it. So, uh, give me the Packers in this game. Oh, you like the Packers in this game? Yeah, give me the Packers. To win this game, I just think Aaron Rodgers is gonna just be Aaron Rodgers. Nah, you know what? I like the Packers' defense. Too. Nah, give me Chiefs at home. Give me the Chiefs. Uh, give me the Chiefs. It's a three point spread. Give me the Chiefs. They're gonna cover the spread. They're gonna win. I Chiefs, got the Chiefs. Chiefs got three points. Give, yeah, they're getting the three points. Packers. Give me the Packers in this game. Packers gonna win. Chiefs. No, but the Chiefs. I think they're gonna get a cut. They're gonna cover the spread and they're gonna win. The Chiefs get three points. So you don't think they're gonna win? With three points. I think the Chiefs are going to win. Chiefs are going to win. Yeah. All right. I, 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 let me get the Packers. Their defense have improved a lot. You're talking about backup quarterback right now. Yeah, but they get hurt in the air, and it's still Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey out there. So. Yeah, I know. I'm going. I'm. I'm. This is the contrarian play. So I get it. Give me the Packers and give me the over under. Give me the over. If, the, if I have the Packers winning, I think it's going to be an under. All right. So talk. Finish it off, doggy, with the Dolphins and the Steelers. Well, this is the game of the week for sure. You got the Dolphins at the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're talking about the best offense, offensive teams of 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 this week's matchup. Is it going to be a monster of a show? Is it going to be Vegas? Not. All right. So <laughs> Steelers are favored by 14 and a half points in this game. The over under is 43. 14 and a half points. It's a lot. Yeah. It's too much. I like first. I'm just going to say I like the Dolphins uh, covering the points. 
give me the 14 and a half for the Dolphins is, is, is good enough points with a Pittsburgh Steelers offense that hasn't really gelled yet. You're talking about a backup quarterback, Mason Rudolph. And the under. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. So I like the under, especially uh, with the Steelers. I like the coach. They had an extra week of buy, you know, a, a week time to prepare. So this is a game that they're they're gonna prepare good, nice, but I don't see it being like a pretty game. It's gonna be an ugly game for both teams. Definitely not gonna be a pretty game. You don't think so either, right? It's gonna be a snooze fest. So here, as far as for the Dolphins side, there's no one you could trust. I know Ryan Fitzpatrick had a you know a decent game. He had 22 points last week against the Bills, who. Really has a good defense, you know, defensive team, and that's not for nothing. That's that's a good amount of points that he, you know, that he uh, accrued twenty two point four points against the Bills. So that is very, 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 very interesting. But still, it doesn't grant give him that trust. No, I'm not going to trust him. No, against the Steelers. No, Kenyon Drake, as you as you could tell, he has been losing snaps to Mark Walton. He had only forty one percent snaps last week. Meanwhile, Mark Walton uh, beat him out with 52%. I have a question. Yeah. Where is Kalen Balaj? Where is he? <laughs> that, that was your guy. You loved him. I liked him a lot. You season. liked him. He's at 6.7 fantasy points. That's where he's at. He had a touchdown. <laughs> he had a touchdown against the Bills. Not, oh, you know. Preston Williams, he's I, – I, I like Preston Williams. He has shown – you know, he, had, he I, I believe he was an undrafted rookie. Yeah, but he, and, he was getting targets. And he's getting a good amount, immense amount of targets. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a gunslinger. He he's not afraid of turning the ball over at all. So this is very promising for for the wide receivers for the Dolphins. He's going to be slinging it, as you can tell. The Bills have a good good defense, and Preston Williams had twelve point two fantasy points. He he leads the the, uh, the receivers in snaps and in targets. He has six receptions for eighty two yards. You got to love that. He's a good wide receiver that you could play as a flex. I believe that's that's good because not for nothing, the Steelers' defense is not the best. It's not it's not the Steelers of old. So wide receivers are going to score points. I know you're not a Devontae Parker fan, but he has three touchdowns in the last three weeks. So he's scoring, and he has been providing you double-digit fantasy points the last three weeks. And only the what 11.8 17.7 16.6 and a good amount of targets he actually led the t- team in targets last week with 10 targets so this is very promising for a wide receiver of of what people perceive as his caliber that has so far been a bust but maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick is the remedy that he was waiting for all these years <laughs> said no, no one ever said no one ever <laughs> uh so I, he's a sneaky pick you know if you have one of if you're in a league where you use four wide receivers he, he's you can't go wrong using Devonta parker here or preston williams besides that in the in the Steelers side i'm definitely gonna play mason rudolph dolphins allow a lot of points to quarterbacks james connor i love him this game i love him this week believe it or not jalen Sanders back he he doesn't have the questionable tag no more. I know, he's probable now. I know, it's it's amazing. He was supposed to be out four weeks a month. I know. So Medi- Benny Snell, I know you just picked him up. Modern medicine, remember we talked about it? Yeah, I know. I know you picked up Benny Benny Snell. I got you traded him. You traded for him. Well, I didn't trade for him, if, but he was included in the deal. If Jalen Samuel is out in the waiver wire, I think he's the player that you should be picking up. No, I'm I'm gonna drop Benny Snell. But I'm just saying, you have James Conner. I have James Conner. I have Benny Snell. Once I saw that Jalen Samuel is miraculously back at practice, I immediately picked up Jalen Samuels. As far as wide receivers, you started Smith-Schuster. This is the Dolphins. And here's the debate now. Is it Deontay Johnson or James, James Washington, the wide receivers, to play against the Dolphins if you're going to play one of them? Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson is the one that has proven to be – the 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 more consistent, the more big play guy. Obviously, he has scored fourteen, seventeen points with Mason Rudolph, but I I, I gotta go with James Washington. You know, they played together in college. Maybe in the bye week, they kind of just met up and just tried to get on the same page. So I, I maybe James Washington has a bounce back. Maybe 
But I won't play another. Will you play any of those two receivers? Nope. Not right. Uh, maybe Johnson. That's about it. So, uh, Smith Schuster is the only one that I'll play here. So, and Vance McDonald. I'm playing him. I got to play him. Me too. I got to play him. I have, he, Well, I have he, to because I have Mark Andrews on a bye. So, I'm playing know, him so in the league. Him. That's the only reason I kept Vance McDonald still on my team. I, I would have dropped him, if anything. Anyway, that's that's over with that matchup. And I don't know if you have any two cents there. but I have a question, though. Go ahead. Well, first of all, you, know, you got the Steelers covering. Oh, I already said it. Uh, I've been, it's too many points. Dolphins yeah. are going to uh, get – I like the Dolphins. Give me the Dolphins with the points. Dolphins and probably the cover the points and, and the, the under. under. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the Steelers are going to win. Uh, would you play as a quarterback this week? Pick one. Mason Rudolph, Teddy Bridgewater, assuming he plays against the Cardinals, or Phillip Rivers against the Bears? Mason Rudolph. Against the Dolphins. Uh, Phillip Rivers, who was the second quarterback? Phillip Rivers against the Bears or Teddy Bridgewater against the Cardinals? Well, Teddy Bridgewater might not play. Might not. I'm saying assuming he plays. Assuming he plays? Yeah. I think I'm going to go with Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. Copy. Just curious. Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. Just curious. If not, it will be Mason Rudolph. And which is funny because I do have Teddy Bridgewater in our dynasty. And once I saw the news that he might not play, I, j- I just pivoted and put uh, Mason Rudolph. And Baker Mayfield just right in the pine. Going against the Patriots. <laughs> it was another team I would have played him, but it's the Patriots. And the Patriots, Darnold's has, you know, he's on record saying he saw ghosts. Baker Mayfield could see ghosts too. He said that on the record. He has to live with that. Yeah. All right, so let's talk a little bit now about basketball to finish out the Talk about the basketball. I'm so excited. We got basketball here. Scared of basketball hell. season Scared of just hell tipped me. off. Okay. The Clippers look like they're going to win it all. You their think? defense is so, oh, my God. I love their defense. And Paul George is not even playing right now. Yo, their team is really stacked. The Lakers, When they played against the Lakers in the tip-off game, the Lakers have no depth. They're, they're LeBron and Anthony Davis is just going to be... They're gonna be gassed up by the season then. So that's uh, that's your pick. Those uh, the Clippers. Oh yeah. Once I saw, I didn't make a pick before the season started because I haven't been watching the preseason games as much. And you know, I start. I watched this game and it's so convincing. They don't even have Paul George there. Their defense. They have bench players that that are great defenders. You got Pat Beverly. You got. Lou Williams, who doesn't age, and he's just scoring buckets, man. Killing. He, he's he's like the new he's the new uh, Jamal Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> like is Jamal Crawford still playing? If Probably. he is, it's crazy. And you, you, what's the what's that player that you picked up last year? I, I keep on forgetting his Montrose name. Harrell. Montrose Harrell. He's coming off the bench, and he, these guys are like they remind me of, of the Knicks. Like they have that attitude, and it's just like they come is like. It's the second unit comes into play, it's like, uh, you guys are not going, you're not breathing with us. They're so tenacious. It, it, they played yesterday against the Warriors. I know the Warriors is not the Warriors at all. They're also a weak team. But it it, it, it just men amongst boys. It's just their defense is there. You got, they have a great coach, Doc Rivers. He, you know, remember he was about to get canned a couple of years ago. And it seems like they, that whole team turned it around. And, uh, yeah, I love the Clippers here. Uh, I, I think they're they're definitely the favorite to win. Kawhi's a bad, bad man. Um, but also, you know, Greek Free coming out, scoring a triple-double on his opener. And he's he has such a weird jump shot. You see his jump shot? It, like, it looks like he's almost like, 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 like pushing the ball instead of just, like, following through. Yeah, his form is, not, his his form is not pretty. He nah, he's like, he's pretty just, form. like, he pushes the ball forward. Because he's looks so like. strong. It's just like he just, like. He he doesn't even push the ball. He just like, like taps it. No, but that's what it looks he like. Taps he taps the ball. He looks like he just he pushes it forward. Like you know you don't see you don't see like 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 a good snap, a good release, a good rotation. You just see a push. You know he, he punches it forward. Yeah, he punches the ball forward. He's just like punch. It, it, does, it doesn't look like like that good, but uh, but you know he he of course you know they they, they beat the Rockets with uh, the debut of Russell Westbrook. Uh, of course, Russell Westbrook another one with a triple double. Uh, quick, Clint Capella with another one with a no. He never he almost had a triple double. Excuse me, sorry. Russell Westbrook almost had a triple double. Almost yeah. had a triple double. Yeah, he had, yeah. he, he had 
What he had rebounds, seven, he had six, rebounds. sixteen rebounds. Because yeah. James Harden had like seventeen assists or something. He had a fourteen assist. assists. There you go, fourteen assists, and he also had seven turnovers. James Harden. Yeah, but still, if you have more assists than turnovers, you're good. Yeah, if you're doing two and one, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, but the interesting thing though, when talking about the Rockets, was the fact about Eric Gordon uh, being benched for the shooting guard. That I mean, for the small forward role, being benched uh, by uh, by House Junior. And but he played two more minutes to him. The biggest difference in that two minutes, though, the two more minutes that he did play, is the field goal uh, throwing percentages. Like Eric Gordon went four for nineteen, three for twelve from the three point line. So those percentages just hurt. If that was if, if you have, that's one of your categories in fantasy basketball, that hurt a lot. Those percentages. So that's something interesting to see because I remember I picked up Eric Gordon late, 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 almost like third to last round. Um, with the hopes that Eric Gordon could do something like what Eric Gordon, you know, is known to do. Like, you know, uh, so it's just, it, yeah, you gotta see about that. But, uh, which players are you looking forward to that is like, like, like late sleepers that you're looking forward to for the rest of the season to keep an eye on so far to see a couple of games of basketball? Oh, well, I picked them up and these are two players I was, I was very ecstatic and obviously they performed the first game, uh, of, of the year. And it's Fred Van Vliet and Danny Green. Yeah, these are two players. We got offered a trade for him. What we did? Yeah, they offered us uh, Danny Green for Draymond Green. Oh no, that but that's in the art in the other league. That's the one way that we got offered. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the one. You know who offered it, right? Andy, Andy. <laughs> you know why you offered it? Why? Because Draymond Green got hurt right away uh-huh. with an elbow contusion in the first quarter, I believe, last uh-huh. night. And obviously. He he was uh, unquestion. He was questionable to return. Yeah. So I think Andy was watching the game, and then he offered that real quick. See, we panicked. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not going to pick that up. Like I, I, I like Danny Green and all, but you're talking about two different type of positions. Is that a position that we really need at the moment? I'm not sure. We have to more you know assess our team and see if that's something that we need. But anyway, Danny Green first game, he had an awesome third quarter. He ended up scoring 28 points with seven three-pointers and seven rebounds. I like him. I feel like he's going to have that Ray Allen role uh, with 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 uh, the Lakers. He's going to be the only spot-up shooter. He's going to be open all the time because he's going to be Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And he's going to be at the arc, and he's just going to spot-up shoot up. You know? So as far as categories for, for three-pointers and points, he's an excellent player to have with a high – High frequent uh, efficiency in field goal percentage. You know he went ten for fourteen in, in that game. You're, you got you got to love that. And he gave you a good amount of rebounds, seven rebounds. And Fred Van Vliet, I think he's going to be a, a breakout. You saw what he did in the finals. He had a great great playoff run, and he's just continuing continuing on. He he pretty much had career highs. He had thirty four points against the uh, the Pelicans. And, of course, that game went overtime. But he's a stat filler. He had five three-pointers, five rebounds, seven assists with two steals. You got to love that. Uh, he, those are two players that I, I selected very deep, end of the rounds. And right now, so far, so far, they're paying dividends. A player, No, they definitely are. A player that I like, too, that I, and he's only rostered in 2.4% of leagues. And I feel a lot of upside coming from this guy. Uh, definitely somebody, I've, you know, not even just worth as like a filler for the week because, you know, when you, when you do your acquisitions for the week and you just play, you plug and play somebody to uh, get the extra stats. Um, but definitely somebody that, that I even like keeping long-term. Uh, Bryn Forbes. Bryn Forbes for the, the, the starting shooting guard for the San Antonio Spurs. And he, he's eligible to play both at shooting guard and point guard. But he had a very good game against the Knicks. He played 33 minutes, had 20 points, and assist, five rebounds. And he made three three-pointers. So he's somebody that, you know, like it, it's 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 a decent spread out filler. Like, you know, he's not going to win you the weeks we week in, week out. But I think he's some, you know, you could do a lot worse at a point guard and shooting guard position. You know, like um, D, I have DJ Augustine as another starting point guard for me. And he only got me nine points with only five assists. But, you know, it's... Uh, if you want the points and the three pointers, if that's something you're looking for, Rin Ford is somebody that you want to go, you want to go and uh, check out. That you know, I got really late. Um, and another one that I got also really late, it was I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy about. I think he's gonna have a successful career. Uh, at least he had a pretty strong start as a rookie, but he has to show more in the defensive defensive end. Um, Ryu Hachimura. Uh, he Hachimura. Hachimura. Well, yeah, the he kid t- from the uh, Washington. He yeah, played in Oregon, was- I believe, right? 
I believe so. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's good. He he's good. he had fourteen points and ten rebounds. Had a double uh, double double for his first start. Had played twenty five minutes. I mean, he had this is the biggest problem though: no blocks, no assists, no steals. That's the biggest problem. Obviously, his first game. But the point is, is that he's a starter for that team. And they're looking to help. You know, he was a first round pick for them, looking to uh, build around that. And I, he just showed that he could, you know, crash the boards, that he could put up some points. His own, you know, rookie only first game. If he imp- improves a bit more on the defensive side, he'll definitely, definitely um, have a successful career and be very good fantasy wise. It'll be like a very good uh, fantasy starter for your team. Also, just got breaking news Giants wide receiver, certainly Shepard, officially out versus the Lions because of the concussion. Golden Tate. He uh, also just got this on um, breaking news. Also, uh, OJ Howard is also officially out for Sunday's game with a hamstring injury. Dropping him, dropping him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I, I do I do like Rui uh, Hachimura. I like I, I like Ryu. him a lot. He's Ryu. Ryu. Rui 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 something like that. Rui. Right? Rui. He's Rui. Japanese, you know that, right? Rui. He played yeah, for the Japanese team. I know. This summer, he, you're talking. He's a beast. Uh, he I, I really like him. Uh, he's definitely going to get opportunities. You just got to see if he's going to fill out those other stats for you uh, as as time goes. Another player I do like, if we're, we're talking about rookies right now, is the kid from uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, what's his name? I do like, what's his name? He's P.J. Washington. There you go. P.J. Washington had a great game in, in his debut. He had He pretty much had the record for three-pointers for a debut. Seven three-pointers he had. So this is a kid, you know, you're talking about the Hornets. They, Kemba Walker is no longer there. Obviously, they added Terry Rozier. But Ter- Terry Rozier, he hasn't really proven to be a volume shooter, someone that's going to take over t- over games. So there's an opportunity with this kid, if you're looking for somebody with three-pointers and, you know, points, he might fill it out, especially for the power forward position because that's what the position that he plays. So that's probably an added bonus, especially coming from the power forward position where he's going to add you rebounds no matter what. And another one I like is is the guard there, Dwayne Bacon. I, he's a starting guard for for that team. He's going to get the opportunities. He's going to fill, fill out the stats. Those those players I like. And there's another one that I, I, you know, I selected in deep rounds, and I felt like he was going to be a sleeper. But you know he's on. He already jumped up. He he was on like fifty percent, but now he's on like seventy three percent, seventy two point nine percent at the moment. And that is Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo. Bam 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 Adebayo. You saw Hassan Wasai. He went Hassan Wasai. Oh yeah, I remember, remember that? that? I know. I remember you saw that. Hassan Wasai went to uh, the Portu- Portugal <laughs> Portugal <laughs> the Portland Trailblazers Portugal Trailblazers. <laughs> You okay there? Compose yourself. Get yourself together, doggy. Hassan Hassan at the Portugal Trailblazers. Jesus Christ. He, you know, he's International not, he, doggy. He starts now for the Portland Trailblazers. So Bam Adebayo is definitely going to, you know, he's a starter center for the Heat. And what are, what do you got to love about him in our league last season? I picked him up late. And he was filling out all the stats. If, if you saw if you saw his first game, I'm just gonna give you the quick numbers: 14 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, one steal. So he fills the stats. You know, he gets you some steals. He actually gives you some assists. And the blocks haven't come, but he's gonna give you some blocks. He's one. He's like a, I say a double. He's a Larry Nance, but more consistent at the moment. Because you gotta love Larry Nance too. He's one that went undrafted in most leagues, mm-hmm. and uh, he had. Like eighteen rebounds in his first week, first game. Something yeah, I know. Like yeah, he did good. Yeah. Uh, another thing I just got updated about another football thing: uh, the Packers wide receivers Devontae Adams participated in individual drills for the first time since Week Four. He was helmetless though. Uh, he ran half speed routes before heading into the Hudson Center. So. He's playing. Was the game is Sunday night, so it's hard to see. It's, it's, hard, to it's hard. It's hard to trust. I try to tell you on our Instagram, as you can follow us at BAB Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. I'll try to inform you as best as I can. Uh, one last player I want to talk about, also that before we wrap up, is somebody that you drafted, doggy. Somebody that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> I'm also seeing. Um, he's owned in over sixty percent of leagues, so he more than likely is not out there for your league. But Kelly Obrey. Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre killed killed in his first game with the Suns, a fifth-year player, uh, 21 points, nine rebounds, assists, a steal, and two blocks. What a great game for him. Yeah, I, I once he got traded to the Suns from the Washington Wizards, he at the beginning he wasn't starting, and then they started giving him that confidence, and he was looking great. 
He was yeah. looking great despite having Booker and DeAndre Ayton. By the way, DeAndre Ayton, he violated uh, he, he violated uh, league rules, so he's going to be suspended for a good amount of games. I think 25 games. Jesus Christ. 25 games he's going to be suspended. What did he do? Smoked pot. <laughs> allegedly, Smoked pot. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, he... Uh, He's out. He's out. So you gotta love Kelly Oubre even more, and that's and you, yeah, you, he is suspended for twenty five games. And, and and you didn't even know this, and you already liked him as, as with that. So Kelly Oubre is gonna have even more points, even right. more rebounds, and more opportunities to grow, especially in the first twenty five games. Yep. DeAndre Ayton is a player that I was looking to get. He went in the uh, second round, third round in most leagues. And this this is a big blow for those who select them in that high, and now it's suspended for twenty five games because he violated, uh, you know, he violated some rules, and you know he he got too happy with the with the you know the stay off the weed. Yeah. Yeah, allegedly, 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 <laughs> Andy. <laughs> so yeah, Kelly Oubre, I liked him. I know you in 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 our league. You liked uh, the kid from the Bulls that played for the Wizards. I just feel like there's too many points and too too many too many miles. To young? Beat. No, not not that obvious. Young. Who who? Otto Otto Porter. There you go. Yeah. Otto Porter. The only thing is that there's too many miles to feed. I think Marketing is the guy to own in that. In that team, and you know they got a couple of guards. You got Levine, Zach Levine, right? Yeah, and and it, it's, it's going to be tough for him. At least with the Suns, I, I do like Ubre here. I, as you can see, he had a good game. Okay. All right, party people, that's all the time we have right now for this episode of the Better Fantasy Girl Podcast. Once again, hit us up on Twitter, on Instagram, at BNB Podcast. We're any single one of your questions that you may have about who to start, who to sit, and all that, and much more. Keep you updated as best as we can over there. Party people, hit me up. Success nonetheless. Peace, party people. Peace.